Hey guys, Ryan DeMint from Chasing Happiness Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. Today on the podcast, we have Eric Allen. He's a podcaster and a coach, but he's got a cool background and story to share with you guys. So Eric, welcome to the show. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for having me on, man. Truly an honor to be here, dude. You're, you've got a great show, man. People need to be listening to this thing. <laughs> thank you very much. Honored. It's passion and it comes out and I enjoy this every time, especially when I get to hear somebody's backstory like your own. And what you're doing today. So before we get into what you're doing, tell a little uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into your story. Right on. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in a typical household, you know, in, out in Eastern Washington and, uh, you know, went to Sunday school, played little league, things like that. And uh, my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old. I had no idea really what that word meant. Didn't know anybody who had gotten a divorce before. And then my mom got together with a guy who was very physically abusive. So I would, you know, watch him literally beat the snot out of my mom. I'd call the police. My mom wouldn't press charges. It was just weird. I didn't understand why she stayed with this guy. Uh, they did the smart thing, got pregnant, and then uh, decided to move us to small town Montana, man. They, they uh, rented five acres from uh, somebody up there, and they had a house in the five acres. And the five acres had three bedrooms, and it was one for them, one for my little brother who's a couple months old at the time, and then one for my, my sister who's four years younger than me. And they said, Eric, you live in the garage. So I literally had a plastic tarp down the middle of the garage where my bed was on one side. The truck that pulled in was on the other. Uh, I had a fireplace on my half of the garage that kept me semi-warm during those uh, winters of Montana. But, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a moment when I was 13 years old living in there in Montana uh, in about my eighth grade year and brushed my teeth. They came home arguing. wasn't anything, di anything different than any other night. But it was a moment where I felt as I was brushing my teeth that God was going, dude, you got to turn around and see what's going on. And so the house was set up was behind me was the kitchen to the pantry to the garage door where I was at. And as I turned around, I see this guy on top of my mom, just boom, boom, one after the other punch her in the face. And I'm like, man, I got to figure out how to get this guy off. So I walked up behind him and I grabbed a cast iron pan and I swung as hard as I could and I split the back of his head open. I uh, oh, did wow. knock him out, um, but he did turn around and he was like, what then? As he t said that, I took another swing and split his forehead open and uh, still didn't knock him out. Lots of blood. Cops show up, take him to jail. I'm feeling like I'm like this hero, you know, and um, he got out of jail. My mom, you know, put bail on him or whatnot. didn't press charges. And he comes home and, you know, within the week I was kicked out of the house. Um, so I had three months left of my, I think my freshman year of high school around that time. And so I uh, went and stayed with my buddy at his house and uh, yeah, man, finished out high school or my freshman year of high school there in Stevensville, Montana. But that set me on a path of destruction for the next 10 years, man, where I would battle addictions. I went to live with my dad who kind of just paid the bills and, you know, put lunch money in a cup for me. Um, but I got into drugs early on. I was arrested at 18 years old, my senior year of high school uh, for having a bong, which is funny now because back then it was illegal <laughs> in 1998, but uh, it's legal now. But, I, you know, so I, get, I had to go to jail when I was 18. I was still in the senior high school, like I said, and I got kicked out two weeks after I graduated high school. And then between age of 18 and 21, I moved 21 times and, you know, lived off credit cards. So by the time I was 21, I was $28,000 in debt and had to file bankruptcy, man. And wow. uh, yeah, it, it was just a crazy I would say, uh, you know, ages 13 to, to 24 years old for me. That's, that is a crazy life just to, for what you're going through. I mean, wow. And, and now you're a podcaster and a coach and, uh, you know what, not to digress, but it's kind of is, is your flag is backwards and I want to make sure we get it out there. Why not, uh, hit the, the cog or the, the actual, uh, settings on your background reel there. So everyone can see it and then just hit uncheck the mirror option oh, that's awesome i don't even, i've never used this so let's see if i can do this no no worries no that, oh. i should have caught it first 
and you just unmirror it. And there you go. Nice. Goals, dreams, purpose. Perfect. There we go. That's, that's what we <laughs> that's wanted awesome. to see. That's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> so you're, you're going through all this and yeah. you're dealing with addiction and, and just life is, is crappy. How do you get out of it? What's what, what was that pivotal point to get you to, I'm going to change and make my life better. You know, there's a couple of things that really stood out to me in my, my early twenties. I ended up landing a job with universal records out in Seattle and it was a dream job cool. of mine to, to get in there. I was going to two to three concerts a week, but I remember this moment I was like 23 years old and there was a lady that worked for another label that was at this concert that I was at. And she was not old by any means, but she was probably in her mid thirties. Right. So that's older than I was at the time. <laughs> and, and I remember her looking at her going, I don't want to be her age and doing this every day. I want to have a family by the time I'm her age. And I don't know why that moment stuff to me so much but that was a moment for me that i was like man maybe i'm going down this wrong path and it was about probably six months later i got laid off I, this was during the days of napster if people remember that that killed the music industry oh my gosh and uh, so i got laid off from from universal records and, and started working at night at starbucks and i was this night manager had no direction in life i would get off work i'd go to my ghetto apartment and, and drink myself to sleep every night and one night there was a girl that came into Starbucks that she'd been in a couple of times before, but she doesn't drink coffee. She's, you know, reading or doing studying or something like that. And, and she said, Hey, we've got a cool college age event down at our church. Would you be interested in going, you know, and I'm depressed. I have no friends. She's good looking. I'm like, Hey, what time do I need to be there? Uh, and I think, you know, I think, you know, for me, it was like this, this moment I was like, okay, well maybe this is an opportunity for me to make a change. And so I go to this church event, but I ended up running into guys that I knew from the other side of the state of Washington where I grew up. And I was like, dude, I haven't seen you in five, six, seven years, you know? And I feel like God was planting a seed in that moment. It was about a month later. It's Easter 2004. I went out partying with a band that I was working with at the time and woke up in my buddy's basement, probably 10 guys, 15 guys surrounded me, you know, and it, I woke up early and I felt God going, dude, you're going down a path that's going to end your life really quick if you don't start making some changes. And so for me, in that moment, I gave my life to Christ and I decided to quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment. And I called that girl up. I got her voicemail. And I said, hey, thanks for inviting me to that church event. Maybe I'll see at the store sometime. And uh, well, a month later, we were dating and now we've been married for almost 18 years. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's how I got on the path uh, to where I'm at today, man. But, okay, I got to ask because you're, you're a rare breed that you can just cold turkey and stop because most people... Yeah. It takes them, you know, a period of time or going back and forth. Sure. I mean, was there anything in between that just said, hey, enough is enough? Or it was just flat out, you woke up that morning and you were done? Yeah, I woke up that morning and I was done. Now, I had been trying to quit smoking cigarettes for a long time. That was the biggest battle, I think. The drugs and the alcohol was easy. The, the nicotine was the hard one for me. I tried to quit smoking for, you know, many years. Um, but it was in that moment. And I, just, I just said I was done. In the way that, you know, I think that people have to approach things, if they want to make a change in their life, they have to change the environment. And mm -hmm. so I had to step away from going out and partying every night. And what I did was I found guys that were living in the church or that were that were going to the church that I ended up going to. And I said, man, I want to find guys that are successful in life, successful in their marriage, successful in business, successful as entrepreneurs. And this is like pre-podcasting days, but I would take them out to Starbucks and I go, tell me your story. Like, I want to understand what you're doing to do what you're doing. And so I would just do that. And I just started surrounding myself with people that were living life that I wanted to live. I changed the environment and that's what helped me get on this path uh, that I'm on today. 
it's amazing once you put the right people at your table and they come in, it, it truly elevates you and moves you into a better place in life. And we, we don't, I don't know how to say this. We don't put enough credence to that. We yeah. need to stay focused on it. And I too, uh, you know, two time triers, I say at entrepreneurship in the first two times, I never surrounded myself with people that had different skill sets than I did or better skill sets, as I say, sure. in the entrepreneur world. I, I mean, I thought, oh, I, I come from, you know, corporate America running call centers and collection agencies, you know, 2000 people reporting to me. I'm, I'm a big badass, you know, here we go. Wrong yeah. failure, you know, in corporate America never taught me to be a fisherman. You know, my belly was always full, got paid every other week, sure. nice bonuses, stock options, all that stuff. Entrepreneurship is nothing to do with that. And, yeah. and we can relate that to your life. I mean, you, you went from total, you know, dealing with a lot of crap in your life to now you're helping people get crap out of their life and, and you're an entrepreneur and you're doing a bunch of, of different things. How does that make you feel on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me feel great, man. I mean, and I still work on nine to five and, and, uh, oh, okay. I'm not a full-time entrepreneur. I'm, I'm not a full-time entrepreneur yet. Um, it's definitely a goal of mine to walk away, but, uh, I think that'll happen in the next year. Uh, you know, the goal is 2023 by the end of 2023 to, to be able to walk away. Um, what, what's kept you in your nine to five all this time? For me, it's one, I want to be able to support my family. Uh, you know, so everything I do entrepreneurial wise, I've done with zero, uh, budget. So literally yeah. the podcast and everything is, is only, all money that goes back into it is 100% generated from the podcast. So when I started the podcast and started down, you know, the side hustles and things like that, I just told my wife, I'm like, look, I'm not going to take any money out of our salary or my salary to go towards this. This is going to be 100% generated on that. And so I'm starting to put stuff into play and, you know, and I've failed as an entrepreneur or full-time entrepreneur many, many times throughout my, my life. And so um, I think we're on a really good path right now where I'm actually able to work a full-time job that allows me to do podcasting still gives my wife kind of the security that she says that, you know, that she feels like, yep, he's actually generating some income. Um, and I'm not quite there yet to be able to walk away. And so I think once I hit that certain level of income that I want, uh, which will happen next year, that'll, that'll allow me to walk away. Um, but you know, it feels good to be able to help people, man. And so, you know, my goal with a podcast is to bring people on that have amazing stories, world changers, entrepreneurs, and success minded people, and hopefully inspire somebody, uh, to make a change in their life, man, to, to step away from that, uh, you know, uh, abusive relationship, to step away from the negative people that might be in their life, even if it, that's family. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's what I do. But, you know, I, I wake up at 4 a.m. six days a week. So that's what allows me to do my podcast and be able to do the entrepreneurship thing before I start my job. And then I'm very big on family. So at five o'clock at night, most nights, um, I'm going to walk away from the, the computer and say, all right, it's family time. And it's time to put that phone away. Um, I'm not the 100%, uh, you know, on that, but I definitely uh, really, really try to acknowledge when I step away from work that the phone goes away and that it's family time. Uh, that's amazing because when I go out with my family, I go out with my girlfriend, it's crazy to see how many people sit at the table and they're glued to their television, to their television, to their, to their phones yeah. and they're sitting right next to each other. Right. And, yeah. and it's, it's not funny, but I've got two younger nephews and they'll sit there and text each other at the table. <laughs> so, sure. so no one gets to see them. And it's like, and you guys, you know, put your phone down and have conversations with people. I mean, that's, we're human beings. We require interaction and yeah. the internet as good as it is, has its problems and its drawbacks. And it's, it's sad that we're losing that ability to effectively communicate 
one-on-one -on -one with people other than through text messages and social media. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. So you're working your nine to five. Yep. What do you, what is your, as I say, your Johnny side hustle, what, what you doing? What are you, what are you doing there? Um, so yeah, I, I work in the swag industry. So I I've been in sales and customer success for 20 plus years. So that's where I'm, I work in, um, post sales customer success. So my goal is to, you know, hopefully increase the sales of current customers and, and keep them happy and keep them, you know, staying on with us. So that's what I do on the, 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 the full-time sort of side hustle thing as we call it. But, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, for me, it's the podcasting, it's coaching, it's operation life, um, is a company that I just co-founded and, and so, um, you know, po the podcasting thing, I'm just, I love this. I get fired up whenever I can have a conversation either on someone else's podcast or have someone on my show. It's, I'm just fascinated with people's stories, man. It's, uh, it comes out. It really, you can really see that when you're, you're fired up on this. So this, so podcasting, what are, what talk a little bit about your podcast and what that's all about. And we'll get into the other pieces of what you're doing. Yeah, sure. I mean, podcasting for me, it started in 2017 as a mixed martial arts uh, company. Um, I used, I started in 2012 and then started podcasting in 2017 as an MMA podcaster and um, did that up until the end of 2021. I did 256 episodes of that and and really nice. was just talking with up and coming MMA fighters and, and had no idea what I was doing when I started podcasting. I was in a walk-in <laughs> closet. I had, uh, you know, bad lighting, bad microphone, bad camera, didn't even look into the camera, you know, like I was uh, having a conversation and, and really just wanted to ask fighters, like, why do you want to get punched in the face? And, and that was like my, my question that I would ask them uh, and did no editing. I would upload it to YouTube and call that my podcast. And then around like episode a hundred, somebody's like, hey, how can I listen to an Apple podcast? And I was like, what the hell is that? I didn't even know about <laughs> Apple podcasts. Like, um, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out on a whole market of people that just listen to audio. And so I started researching, deep diving in, like, how do I do this thing? And so, um, 2019, I started the, the Eric Allen show or what's called the Eric Allen show now. And, um, you know, that's more my business side of things. So I really deep dived into that and, and, uh, we're about 180 episodes into that show. Been blessed to speak with guys like Ed Milet and Brad Lee and Bedris Koulian and, you know, Jim, the rookie Morris and Eric Legrand, Tim story, you know, just a, a blessed list of people that have been on my show. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I got into podcasting and it's, it's been a fun journey, man. It's, it's definitely something that I love doing. I just do the Eric Allen show. Now I don't do the MMA show anymore. So on that journey of perfecting your, your podcast, which we all have problems. Cause if you go back to some, of my early ones, Oh Lord, my gosh, <laughs> sure, uh, it's right. embarrassing. It, but you know what I, at, at, when I tell somebody it's like, man, all you got to do is hit the record button and go. Yes. It's not going to be perfect. It's not yeah. going to be pretty, but you got to start somewhere and then you'll start finding your footing in all this, but the podcast evolves. And then you just talked about you, you founded another, you founded a business. I did. So a buddy of mine, um, his name is Ian Inman. He's a sergeant in the army and uh, him and I co-founded a company called operation life. And so what that is, is it's really just a community, a high, high performance community for men that are kind of going through these trials in life. And we help them get through those trials. We help those men that are feeling lost and confused. And what's my purpose? What's my passion? Right. And so we do a, a poor, a P4 framework and that's purpose, passion, prosperity, and power. Um, and, and so we walk through people of uh, men of that, and it's a community that we do weekly calls. Um, we help each other out in business. We help each other out in life and we bring on guest speakers. And, uh, so that's something that we just launched about a month ago. And I've been uh, really excited. It's grown like crazy. And so we've been doing that. And, and so that's a weekly call uh, that we do and a community that we've built. And, and it's just so much fun to be part of that. 
Is that, is that a nonprofit or a for-profit business? Um, it is a for-profit. So we have an annual fee of 750 bucks uh, currently to get in. That's going to go up to a thousand at the new year. Um, uh, but uh, it's basically the thousand dollars allows you to be part of that community and, and have access to us as, um, you know, kind of a group coaching method and then also access to our guest speakers. And then we also offer a, um, a VIP sort of um, version of that. That's more one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's $5,000 a year. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So the group is growing. I mean, talk a little bit about that because I mean, people that are listening to this podcast, they think change is a four-letter word. They are right. struggling in life, and they can be male or female. But I, I get that you're going after males. That's fine. Yeah. But what are some things that would happen within that group, and and what can people take away if if they decide to join? Yeah, I mean it's it's really a connectivity, right? So we're we're in there holding each other accountable for you know every week we get on say what was our wins, what was our struggles, what are we what are we dealing with right now in life and marriage and and business, and then with the the group growing, there's so many different perspectives of people that come from a different background of saying, oh yeah, I did this and it worked, or I didn't, I tried that and it didn't work out for me, but maybe it'll work for you, and so it's really bringing people together that can hold each other accountable, but then also help us help us push forward in this thing called life, right? Like we want to increase um, our impact, whether that's on us, our family and those around us. And so that's what we do is we bring these weekly calls in. Um, for those that are of faith, we have a uh, kind of an optional uh, monthly Bible study that we jump into. We have a book club that we jump into as well on that. Uh, and then down the road, we'll do some physical events. So if you're part of that community, then you'll get a discount on, on the physical, like in-person events that we'll be doing. That's cool. So what made you guys create this business in, in the model? What, what drove it? You know, so Ian and I met probably four years ago. Actually, it was funny. We, we met through a random text. And then we've just been fun, like friends. I've never met him in person, but him and I have, have grown to be very close. Uh, and he lives in Wisconsin. I live out here in Idaho. And we've just built this thing together. What inspired us is our own journeys. You know, as, as men, I think we, we hide away from getting together with other men to grow. We think we have to be so man that we can't show our emotions, but what Ian and I have gone through in our marriage and we've gone through, you know, you know, me being married for almost 18 years, not every year is going to be rainbows and sunshine, man, you know? So, yeah. and same with him. And he's, he's, like 29 years old, I'm 43. So there's a little bit of a gap in regards to like, I can reach other guys that he can't and he can reach guys that I can't and connect different. And so we bring this together and we say, man, this is a multi-generational thing where men just want to feel like we're part of something. And mm -hmm. there's too many men out there that are afraid to, to get into a community of other men and hold each other accountable and say, man, here's what I'm struggling with. Right. And so we want that to be an open, safe community where people can do that. And then we can bring in guest speakers or we can try to help ourselves in that group connection. You know, in the VIP section, we do a one on one deep dive. And so, you know, that includes like, um, you know, more of a deeper dive into the actual situations. But we have this group and then we have a Facebook channel and an Instagram channel. So people can feed off of each other. And that was really the idea was man, if, if we're struggling with this, there's probably other men that are struggling with wanting to be part of a community or, or they need it, but they don't want to take that step forward. So that's why we wanted to have the opportunity to, to open that door for other men that are feeling that same way. That's cool. We all struggle with that for sure. I, I totally agree with it. Two weeks ago, I had a guest on and he has something similar. Alan, he has, he's in Canada and he does almost the exact same thing, but it's, it's driven to that point, but he has more focus on faith. And, mm -hmm. and being able to work through that because he, yep. he attracts that and he's men based only. But the thing that I took away from him was um, 
he found one of his best friends, unfortunately committed suicide and mm. he found him dead. And that, that just put him in, in, you know, a real bad place. And he had nowhere where to go, almost wow. lost his marriage, almost lost, you know, everything all the way down to bankruptcy. And he was able to meet a older gentleman at the time. And I guess he's passed away just of old age and they created a men's men's group up there. And now I guess he's doing it across the nation, but his big focus is, man, if you got problems and you don't feel comfortable going talking about it to somebody, join a group. Yeah, they're not going to judge you. And and I maybe it, this is a good question to ask you: is why do we as men? I mean, and this is truly a man question. Why are sure. we so afraid of judgment, or, or mm. when we have problems? I mean, what what drives that? It could be a generational thing. I mean, I know that. I, I, like I said, I'm 43. I didn't share my story till I was 39 years old. Um, you know, I think it was in our age growing up in the eighties and growing up in the nineties, it wasn't very well taken if a man was showing his emotions, right. Or a man was saying, well, I was struggling with this. And, but I think even in the world of social media today, if you jump <laughs> forward to these guys, right. That are, that are now really super involved in social media, it's hard to have a human connection just through social media. People think that Facebook and Instagram are their go-to for man. I can share my story. I can complain about this online. But there's very, people that, there's very few people that actually get in there and say, man, I need a human connection. I need to be able to talk with somebody, either that's via Zoom or if that's in person. But I think as men, we struggle because, man, we're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of what people will say about us, right? And my thing is, look, our past and other people's opinions do not define our future. And once we realize that, then we can push through and we can the opportunities are endless for us to make an impact, not only in our lives, but our family's lives and those around us. And so once as men, we go, man, I don't really care if that person is judging me. I need to, I have emotions that I need to share. Maybe that's crying over someone, your best friend passed away, right? Or maybe that's a family member that passed away. But as men in our community, we want to come together and lift that person up. We want to pray for them. And we are, we're faith-based community as well. Yeah. Um, but we're also a no judgment zone, right? It's not my job to judge anybody. Uh, and mm -hmm. so, you know, we want to welcome everybody in or, you know, all men of all, you know, generations, wherever they're from, man. And I, so I think men just need to get over that of like judgment factor that comes into play really anywhere, you know, whether that's dating or in the workplace or whatnot. And as I get older, I go, man, I'm probably being judged in the workplace as being the old guy at work. Right. Like that's something that like uh, that has crossed my mind. And I remember being in my early 20s and going, man, that guy's in his 40s. He doesn't need to be here. And I'm like, man, I'm 40 now. I'm going, man, maybe that guy did have a good idea. Right. You know, <laughs> so. it's amazing as we get older. I'm a little older than you. I'm, I'm pushing the 50, but I grew okay. up in the 70s, too, and totally get that is we don't have those conversations. But I like this, how you have a group and you, you have people that are willing to support one another. Um, and on the, on, we'll, we'll go into the entrepreneur journey here a little bit is sure. from my experiences and, and everyone's is different. I failed two times because I didn't have people at my table that could support yeah. me, encourage me and so forth. And I like your community that you're creating, but if you're, if you don't want to join a community, the other step is a mentor. Yes. Um, is that something within your community you can do? Man, there, there is. And, and we don't tell people when they join our community, like, hey, you can't share your business or you can't, you know, 
um, help other people out in the group. And if you want to be a mentor to somebody, absolutely. Um, cool. You know, there is restrictions. Like we don't want people to come in and just go, hey, we're going to spam everybody in this group. Like we have a Facebook group and there's there's days where we post and we say, hey, you can post your business on this day, on this post only. And that next week we'll do it again, right? Um, but we want people to come in and connect with other men that not like a, a lot of the, the people that are in that community, they know either myself or Ian, but they don't know other people. And so we're really saying, Hey man, get together with these guys, like go jump on a zoom with them. And, and if there's an opportunity for you guys to do business or mentor each other, then go and do that. I think it's so important. And I think there's also an opportunity for, there's so much free mentorship that are, that is available. Like if people actually spend time on YouTube, there is some really great mentorship videos. Now there's a lot of junk they have to sift through, but there's some great oh, yeah speakers uh you know that's how i came about like even getting on this entrepreneurial journey was i just wanted to seek out motivational speakers on youtube that's how i came across ed Milet. and then i was like oh my gosh this guy's value and his beliefs everything aligned with me started following him on instagram reached out to him on a dm surprisingly got a response back and then i won the ed Milet max out community challenge that he did in 2019 cool. uh which allowed me to have a phone call with him and that phone call changed my life and that I was supposed to be at 20 minutes. We ended up chatting for 30 and I was able to record that, release that as episode 12 of my podcast. So I just launched this <laughs> podcast. I already got Ed my let on prior to Ed I had Sean Whalen, you know, and that just opened the door for, for many others. So, um, yeah, man, I, there's definitely opportunities for mentorship and mentorship is so important, whether that's, you know, either online or that's finding somebody in your local community that is doing what you want to do. I'm a big proponent of surrounding yourself with guys that are living life that you want to live, man. And so if you're into podcasting or if you're into quilting or whatever it is, go find <laughs> people that are doing that and go surround yourself around them. Right. And it's going to get uncomfortable at first. Like, Hey, I'm, I want to be part of this community, right? Uh, you're new and that's awkward sometimes, but if you can push through that and get comfortable being uncomfortable, that's when the doors open up, man. That's when the relationships open up. That's when the networking open up. And so as men, we just got to be comfortable being uncomfortable if we want to improve in life and in business. And, uh, the other obstacle that I hear when people reach out to me is mentorship costs money. And I'm like, uh, 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 there's some free out there. You mentioned YouTube, but if we're talking like entrepreneur help wise, I found a website several years ago, score.org and it's okay. score mentors and it, and it's run by the federal government, unfortunately, but whatever, but yeah. these are all individuals that are retired that have some type of expertise, whether they're CPA, business owner, uh, land developer. I, I mean, I've used probably eight different people off that for free when I got started. I still have two off there, but now they charge me because I do it on the side through their own business because it's more in depth. They're going to give you some introductions. They're going to help you along. They'll get you started, but it's free. And yeah. then they point you in the right direction where to go and it, and it helps you out. And people don't realize you can be resourceful. It's always not going to cost you money, but ultimately if you want to get somewhere in life, you're going to have to pay something. And whether it's time or money or both, you yeah. got to do that. Otherwise you're not going to grow as a human being. Yes. Uh, that's been my biggest, I would say learning curve over the lot, you know, since I started this thing and I didn't really take this entrepreneurship thing really serious until the last probably three years um, where I was just kind of like, Oh, hum, it's my side hustle. I'm barely making any money every year. You know, like I've doubled what I made this year online than I did last year. And we're going to double it next year and hopefully quadruple it next year. Um, but, you know, it does take some money to invest into a business. It does take some money if you want to increase things. And I've learned that going, man, I got to take some of this money and put it into this event, or I got to put some money and put it into marketing or whatnot, right? Um, 
And, you know, it does take time, right? For me, I wake up at 4 a.m. Like I said, people are like, dude, why the heck do you wake up at 4 a.m.? And the reason is, is because my desire to be successful is bigger than my desire to sleep. And so if I can get up early before anybody else and I can start learning personal development and for me, personal prayers is very, very important to me. So I immediately wake up and I start to stack those wins. If I, if I wake up, I'm like, oh man, thank you, Jesus, for another day to, to see and hug and hold my family. That's yes. win number one, right? Jump out of bed, make my bed. There's two wins, 15 seconds. My brain's already going, all right, we're stacking the wins, right? And then I get upstairs and I have this, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes of, of worship and prayer time where I'm just very grateful, man, for the life that I have, my family, we have health, we have, we're debt free, right? You know, like that is what starts my day off, right? And that's how... I think if we can just be more grateful and thankful, man, everybody would just have an amazing day and the doors of opportunity would begin to open up. It's amazing. Once you start being thankful for the things that you have already, how much additional things come to you when you don't even ask for them. And the unfortunate thing is we're, we're human beings. We like instant gratification. And like you said, you've been grinding it out for three years on your side hustle, on your entrepreneurship, and it's now paying off. I'm year four of my other podcast, Chasing Financial Freedom. It's now paying off. This podcast that you're on is only nine months old, 10 months old, and it's already starting to pay dividends quicker than my first one because I've I've learned a lot, but I've put four years in on that other podcast before I had this started. So four years of, of, I, I say this, crapping it out, and yeah. really trying to get my act together sucked. But sure. the one, the two things I do, I, I preach every single day, persistence and consistency, mm. consistency, excuse me. And yeah. if you can stay with those two, you're going to win in life no matter what you do. Yes, man. Huge. In, you know, when I, when I had the MMA podcast and I asked MMA fighters why they want to get punched in the face, I, I take that same question. I ask entrepreneurs, why do you want to get punched in the face? Because as entrepreneurs, we get no's, we get rejected, we fail, we go bankrupt, we, you know, things happen, but we keep going for the yep. most part for, the, for those that want to be successful, right? And so why do us as entrepreneurs, why do we want to get punched in the face and keep going, right? It's that why, it's that finish, right? And I don't know if you ever finish as an entrepreneur, you just move on to another level, right? Yep. But um, I think as entrepreneurs, man, if we want to be successful in life and in business, there's just, you can't quit. That's the only time that you fail, right? You just keep going. You push through the ups and downs, the mountains that you have to break through, the walls you have to break through. And once you do that, man, now you can start making a bigger impact. And and for me, that's what's huge is, is that impact portion of it. And that's, that's, oh my God, you're speaking, you're speaking all the right languages here. <laughs> Anybody listening, listen to exactly what's being said here because we preach it. We talk about it. It's not about the money. If you don't have the passion and purpose behind it, it's not going to work. It yep. just doesn't. And it's, it's sad because I'll get comments. Uh, I, I follow Gary V like everybody else does, you know, and they like it. But the one thing I take away from him is you take out the highs and lows and you stay true to yourself and find your voice and go after what you're, you're passionate about. You'll succeed. And there's like, I, I know when I'm on the right topic, when I get more haters than I get, you know, people supporting sure. and those people I reach out and just like he does. And I've always done this with passion and in, in trying to be nice to them say, man, why are you calling me out? Because we're having this conversation. If you don't like it, don't listen to it, but you seem to like it because you're listening to the whole conversation because you're commenting all the way through the video. Right, so, totally. <laughs> yeah. So that really angers them. But when people reach out, like I uh, probably two or three weeks ago, I had this kid, he's 21, 22. He has a great idea for a business 
but he hasn't done anything to get there. He thinks that he's just going to put out some videos on TikTok and be an instant grat. It's going to be instant overnight success and he's going right. to go viral. And it's like, dude, it doesn't work that way. Maybe yeah. you could. I said, maybe I said, you know what? Maybe you can. I don't know. But for me, it's been four years of grinding this out and being consistent. And I'm starting to see the dividends now. Maybe yeah. I'm different. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I know you're not going to put one video up and be a millionaire. That just totally. doesn't happen. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> it, it's 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 crazy. But how I mean, how does that how do you relate to that? Because you're you're still got you still got a full time job and you're doing Johnny side hustle. Yeah. You you stay you're up early. I love that. And you're doing what you need to do prayer and, and starting with grateful things. How does that play into your success? Oh, it's everything, man. I, I think if, uh, like you said, if people are chasing money, it's never going to happen. Uh, money goes away. Uh, what you can't get back is time. Yep. And so for me, if I can get up and, and, you know, have that time of prayer and and be thankful for my family and health and healing and all of that, like that's everything. You know, when I, when it comes to an opportunity to be able to jump on a podcast, uh, you know, to interview someone, to be part of operation life, you know, for me, it's about prayer, man. It's like, man, all right, God, give me an opportunity to help somebody in this call. Give me an opportunity to impact one person. Uh, you know, if, if I can help one person through my story or my podcast or, you know, jumping on other podcasts or part of operation life, like that's a win for me. You know, it's a goal of mine to put a smile on someone's face every day, whether that's virtually or in person. I just want to find that one person at least that I can make a smile on their face on. And so, um, it is man that, the prayer, the discipline, the habits, you have to have great standards and values for yourself. If you want to be successful, motivation goes up and down. But if you have standards for yourself that, yep, every day I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. I don't care how late I stay up. Hopefully I'm getting to bed early, but if I have a late night, I'm still getting up at 4 a.m. I'll just drink a little yeah. bit more coffee for that day, right? You have to set those <laughs> standards and values to get through. Uh, you know, if you want to be going, even on those days when you don't feel like working out, like get up and work out. Like if that's your goal, uh, you know, if it's a, goal of yours to wake up at 5 a.m., then make sure you set four alarms if you have to. Just get up at 5 a.m. Hold yourself accountable for your own word, too, man. Seems like the accountability uh, is lacking in today's younger generations, I should say, because some of us are wired a little differently. I get that. Yeah. Um, within your community, uh, do you have younger generation uh, individuals that come in and, and they're struggling with that? And then how do you guys approach that? Yeah, we do. I mean, we have we have guys that are in their 20s. We have guys that are in their 40s. We have guys that are in their 50s and 30s, man. So I would say, you know, there's a good age gap in there. We're coming in with different perspectives of life. And, you know, uh, you know, one of the things that we're talking about uh, probably tonight is, is, you know, what's that time management look like for you? How do you set your priorities? And, you know, there is a lot, I would say, like this younger generation, they think that they can jump on our calendars and like they can make a big impact. You know, just this last week, I had a guy reach out to me on DM. He's like, oh man, I love your story. It's super impactful. I want to make some videos for you for free. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And he goes, can I, can I jump on a call and show you what I'm like? Yeah, sure. So twice he booked a time on my call twice. He didn't show up. And I'm like, sorry, bro. Like if you wow. say you're going to do something, do it. Like I'm not one to waste my time and I certainly don't want to waste anybody else's time. Right. There has to be some value in that. And so, you know, for these younger guys that are jumping into our group and talking about, man, I don't know how to set priorities or how do we do that? Uh, for me, I read a book called the perfect day formula by Craig Ballantyne. And that talks about how do you set your day? You do it the night before I have this book right here 
that's a, just a journal and it's my to-do list. And so every night before I go to bed, I'm going to review my to-do list. I might write down my list of what I need to do first thing in the morning. And, you know, some people really need to do that. Uh, meaning they're just going to write down their to-do list when they go to bed. So then they wake up, they already know what exactly what they have to do. They don't get up and spend an hour on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, right? They know exactly what they have to do and you have to be disciplined to do that. And so that's the things we'll talk about is, you know, the younger guys that are on the show that are, are that are part of that community that are struggling with that. Like, how do we do that, man? We set priorities. What's most important to you and push forward with that. I like that uh, little journal you got old school pen to paper. I mean, totally. uh, it, it's on the other side of my camera, I have a whiteboard, but I have, I have six goals that I, I try to accomplish every month and I have them there, but those goals don't make it to that whiteboard until there. I, I have a pad of paper over here that I keep and I write them down. I mean, that, that, that to me is when I hit paper with a pen or a pencil, whatever, yeah. that's when I know it's serious. And I, mm -hmm. and I've got to do that in between. It, it could be all minutia. And, and as I say, uh, crap up there, you know, my brain, it, it's, it is what it is. And yeah. until it hits paper, I, I can't get there. And when you talk to people today and I say, talk, it's just having an open discussion. It's like, they're saying, I'm not successful. Okay. What are your goals? What are you passionate about? What, what do you want to change? What are you looking to do in your life? And they're like, well, I just, you know, I want to be whatever, a, a, an Instagram star or whatever. And it's like, okay, how do you get there? I don't care if you want to do it. I don't judge you. How do you get there? What do you do? What do you have to do to do that? Have you done the research? Have you done your homework? Are you putting time in to figure out how to make awesome videos so people will actually start liking them and sharing them so you can get paid? Yeah. And they look at me like I've got five heads and it's like, are you kidding me? It's yeah. like, and this is, and, and I like what you're talking about your community because I can, I can envision people coming to your community that are struggling with that and you guys can help them get there where they need to go. And it's like, man, more people need to join communities like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we have the $750 fee to get in, but really it's, you know, we also pay a 30% referral fee. So if you're part of that community and you're like, dude, I want to, I know a buddy who can jump in, we're going to pay. We want to make sure that we're paying people that are referring to us too. So if someone joins our community and they're like, Hey, I know a guy who wants to join in. We're going to pay that guy who referred us 30% commission. You know, whether that's a $5,000 package or a $750 package, we want to make sure that the people are in the community, they're being taken care of. And, and yeah, it's a for-profit, but we also understand that it's impact more. And so sometimes that 750 bucks for a whole year can be tough. So if there's someone who comes in like, man, I don't have 750, all right, let's split in two payments, whatever we need to do, but let's get you in there and get you squared away. And so we love to be able to help people with that. And I think it's about taking care of those that are part of that community. And um, man, it's, it's, it's a fun to be part of that and, and see people growing in that. We'll definitely have to put your link in the show notes and, and put that out there. Uh, I'm going to go check it out. Cause you've got me excited. I'm, I'm always looking for ways to better myself as a human being, as a, as a son, as a boyfriend, as a uncle, whatever. I mean, entrepreneur, I mean, yeah. I, I can always do better each day, man. Every time I wake up, I, I want to do better. So, I mean, that's, that's just the name of the game and that's life. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. That's pretty cool. Um, the podcast, I mean, we haven't got into it, you, sure. you know, it's the Eric Allen podcast. What do you get to, what are you talking about? What are some topics and, and what are you doing on the podcast? Yeah. So my podcast really focuses around three main topics. And really that's, you know, when I have guests on, I want to understand like, what did they do to get to where they're at today? What are they doing today? And what do they have coming up next? And I various, the, I, the questions are pretty free flowing, but the one question that I ask on all of the shows, the very first question 
And sometimes it throws some guests off, but most of the time, if they've done their, their research, they know I'm going to ask that. But I ask, what, what, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? And, and the reason I ask that question is because I want everybody that's listening to this show to understand that no matter how successful this person is, it's not a show. They grew up in a childhood that maybe was sucky or, or they grew up in a childhood that was great. But what they had to do is they had to make choices in their life to get to where they're at today. They had to pivot away from the party scene. They had to pivot away from the negative people. And so as you know, when we're growing up, we all kind of have this, mm, some typical childhood, some not always right. But like, I want the listeners to understand that whatever the childhood was for the guest, the guest made those choices in this, in his life or her life to get to where they're at today and took massive action to start making a change for not only their life, but people coming up. And so I focus on that. Um, it's very entrepreneurial business sort of um, calls or conversations, but I keep it short. For me, I'm a big fan of shorter podcasts. So I 30 minutes or less. So typically between 20 to 30 minutes is, is the most my show will run. Uh, you know, I've been doing that since day one is I wanted to put out a show that I would listen to. And so for me, sometimes shows, if they don't hook me, I'm not going to listen past that 30 minute marker because I've got other stuff going on. Yeah. But if I'm hooked, uh, you know, then I will listen, but it's that I want to get in and we, we get in quick. We go, man, here, right off the bat. I want to know, did you grow up in an abusive childhood? Did you have a great childhood? Who are those people that influenced you to do what you're doing? I want to hook the, the listener in and go, man, this guy, he might have a hundred million dollars, but man, he grew up in dirt poor in a trailer in Kentucky or whatever it is. Right. I want to, I want them to understand that that's how the, the show runs. And man, I want to hear the wins and the struggles. And man, just like I said, been blessed to speak with just amazing dudes from David Meltzer to Ed Milet and Bedros Queen and Jim, the rookie Morris and Dan Caldwell from tap out. And, you know, Ken Shamrock's been on a couple of times. And, you know, I, I love those conversations with dudes that went through the struggles, but made it through. Isn't that life? I mean, that's, that's just what we're all, we're all about. I mean, yeah. it's getting through that struggle and getting to the other side, but some of us, uh, we struggle with that, man. It, it's yeah. tough. I mean, um, I had a guest on, probably three or four months ago is retired NFL player. And until that point, when he said something, I never heard of it. There's two types of people in life, the climber in life or the couch surfer in life. Which one do you want to be? And I'm like, that's a pretty good damn analogy. I know it's simple, but it, it actually works. Yeah, do you totally. want to sit on the couch or do you want to be a climber in life? And then if you want to be a climber, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you going to, what effort are you going to actually put in? And he, the story that he told with that was, he was an offensive line. Sorry. Yeah. It was offensive lineman left tackle and he struggled in school because of dyslexia. And he had, he had a rough childhood and he was kicked off the, the JV and varsity football teams while he was in high school, four times, five times. Wow. And finally the fifth time came back to the coach and he says, I'll do whatever it takes to be on the team coach. And that coach ran him ragged for like a week. And he finally realized that he needed to get his act together and start, you know, studying and, and understanding that school was going to help him, but he needed to, he needed to turn his life around. And then he got uh, scholarships to play at Georgia tech and then uh, had a 14 year career in the NFL. And I'm like, dude, you, you came from practically nothing. He was living, he said he was living in a, a two bedroom home, one bath, maybe 850 square feet, something to that extent, less than a thousand square feet in dirt poor outside of Atlanta. And just, wow. He said he, he, he came from nothing to, to something. And it's really cool to, to hear those stories. They're powerful. Yeah. We don't, it's like, and we'll get, we're getting close here on time, but we'll wrap up after this is um, we don't want to hear that in today's 
social media world. I mean, it's like, it's all about, I've got my Gucci bag, my BMW, my Jaguar, you know, and, and I've got all this money, but no one wants to talk about where you came from. And I love that you have that, that those questions that you ask right out of the shoot. How do people get into that? How do we change that mindset? I mean, and, and that'll kind of wrap us up on this piece is where do we get the, where do we, where do we go wrong? Where, where have we gone wrong with that? And then how do we obtain that mindset? Yeah. I, mean, I think that if people are in today's world, everybody, everything's online, everything's social media. So they see these guys that are making millions of dollars. They're young kids, 18, 19 year old, or, you know, maybe they're Ed Milet's age, right. In, in his fifties or whatnot. Right. But it's, they, they look at them and like, oh man, they're just an overnight success. Or they just released this one viral video and they became a millionaire. Right. What they don't realize is there's so many fake gurus and coaches online that are standing in front of rented houses or rented cars and they're telling them this and they're just collecting money from them to oh buy my course and then they buy the course and then they don't get anything out of it or they get this document sent to them but there's no real physical tangible help online there's a lot of fake people on, uh, out there and i want to change that i you know me and ian when we came together we said we're, we're not doing this to be fake we want to, we want people to understand that we are a genuine community where we want to actually help people. There is a fee because we have to pay for the bills. We pay for the website. We pay all of that stuff. That's really what that's for. Uh, and that's why we're generous with the, the commission that we pay out. But I think people are looking online. There's just, they, they think this is overnight success, but what we need to do is we need to go back and look at the old school entrepreneurs, Jim Rohn, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar. Like these are the dudes that kicked things off. Bob Proctor, man, like these Bob guys, Proctor. if they Right. If, if you if you got rid of all of the the today's gurus and fake coaches and go do research on these guys, then your life would change because you'd realize the struggle that they went through to got to where the, to get to where they're at. Man, Les Brown, uh, probably one of my favorite speakers ever, and I've introduced my kids to him because they they hear his story, man. And like every time I hear him fire, you know, start start talking, man, I get fired up. I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I can go accomplish the world, man. You talk about coming from nothing. He was born in an abandoned building, and he was yeah. labeled as the dumb twin, right? You know, like crazy stuff that he's doing, right? Like. And even in his 70s and John Maxwell, same sort of thing, man. People need to go check those guys out. Drop the new gurus and go find the real guys that started it. There's too many fake people out there. And so, look, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Even if people want to say there is, there's not, man. People grinded for 10, 5, 15, 20 years uh, to get to where they're at, man. They, you know, there's no number one hit single that didn't just wasn't worked on, you know, the next, you know, the day prior, right? One of my favorite bands, Arrested Development, man. They released their first album <laughs> and they tiled it, you know, five years, four months, two days, or whatever it was. Now I'm trying to remember what what it was, to, but like that's how long it took them to get a record deal. They they named the the album after their record deal, you know, but it took them years to get to that, and then all of a sudden it blew up, and. Um, you know, I had the honor of talking with speech to lead singer from the rest of them on my podcast, man. Like it was mind blowing for me. I'm like, shut up, dude. I'm talking to this dude who put out like <laughs> a life changing album for me, you know, <laughs> you know, another one to listen to or, or read whatever. I just, I'm almost done with it. Shoe dog, Phil Knight story, the Nike oh, founder. Yes. You would be amazed how much crap he went through. Do you know that Nike was never profitable until they signed Michael Jordan? That was 22 years. 22 years before they signed Michael Jordan, he was never profitable before then. Wow. That's 22 years, that guy started in 1964 with a dream of, I'm going to go travel the world. And I'm going to, and he, he says, I'm going to go travel the world. I'm going to go to Japan. These cool uh, 
what were they calling him? They were calling them tigers. They were their tiger shoes. They were competing against Adidas and Puma at the time. And they were the top brand at the time. And he wanted to be the, the exclusive reseller in the United States for them. You, you should hear wow. that story. I mean, I, 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 uh, when I have time, when I'm running or working out, I'll listen to it, but then I also read it. And it's just amazing to hear him read it yeah. and his voice. It just sinks in. I'm like, man, t- over 20 years of not making much money at whatsoever. And then Michael Jordan just blew up and, and it just became billions at that point. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> cool. Sir, it has been great to have you on. Before we go, how can everyone get a hold of you? Yeah, ericallenmedia.com is the website. It's E-R-I-K-A-L-L-E-N and the media.com. Um, I'm on Instagram probably more than any other social media site. So it's Eric G. Allen on there. And I respond to every comment, every DM. If anyone has questions, they can shoot them over. Um, just trying to grow out my, my YouTube channel. So it's just Eric Allen Media on there as well. Uh, but those are the, the three spots that you can connect with me on. Again, I respond to every comment, every DM if you guys have questions. And then Operation Life dot com is the website where you can get more information on the community that we've built you can get more information on myself and my uh counterpart ian Edmund, who's a sergeant in the army multiple award winner guy i mean the guy's a stud in when it comes to business and marketing and then myself being a john maxwell certified coach like we were bringing genuine love and respect and honoring to this men uh to the community of that and so you know we're not just dudes that are like trying to generate money we want to actually bring dudes together that can actually help each other out That's awesome. I'll make sure I put the links in the show notes. It's been an honor to have you on the show. It's been a great conversation. Love your backstory. Love what you're doing. Uh, I really hope you get into entrepreneurship full time so you can just take off like a rocket, man. Oh, thank you, Ryan. It was such an honor to be here, man. This is probably one of the best shows that I've ever been on, man. And understand, like I did 117 interviews on other people's podcasts in 2021, man. This is definitely one of the top ones, man. (laughs) That is cool. Thank you very much. I'm honored. I just, as you, as you're trying to do, if I touch one person, motivate them, go out and do something and change your life. That's all I'm looking for. And it's a conversation amongst people. And I enjoy talking to people. It's, it's fun. Yes, absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Awesome, sir. Thank you for coming on.